Good morning, everyone. How are you doing today? Well, I'm very excited to be here. Um, you know, this is uh, second time on uh, stage. I am very honored to be here with you sharing the Word of God. This is a big deal for me. I hope that uh, you can be blessed as I have been blessed this morning through the preparation of the message and through the Word of God. Um, allow me to pray for the message and for all of us this morning, and we'll continue with uh, our series of psalms that we're going through. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you this morning for the opportunity that you give us to be here. We heard that it's a glorious day, and indeed it is. We get to rejoice in your presence as a community of believers, as a community of Jesus followers, and we just want to want to dedicate this time to you, Lord, so you can build something in us greater than. We want to put our trust in you this morning because we believe that you have a message for us and then you care so much for us that you're going to do something great this week. I appreciate all of your love and your care and your heart for us, Jesus, because we know that even though we might be going through some difficult situations, we know that we can trust you for who you are, and we know that you're working great things in our lives because you are a God that will transform us to the image of the great and mighty Son, Jesus Christ. Jesus, thank you very much for your presence in this place this morning. We put all of this into your hands so you can do great things for us today. We pray this in your mighty name. Amen. Um, well, that's a little bit of an introduction of what, you know, we're going through. Uh, obviously, it's uh, the Psalms that we're studying uh, throughout this summer, and today we're going to be learning or sharing about Psalm 145. So 145, Psalm 145 is a psalm of praise, and uh, it, it's a psalm that reminds us how we should be doing when we come together or when we go home to our families or even to a moment of intimacy with God. So praising, it's the attitude of a heart. When we praise God, it's, it's, it's going beyond the words sometimes, and it's just completely out of the heart of the followers of Jesus. Now, let me give you a little bit of story. This is David's Psalms. It was written by him. And as we all know, David didn't always have a good and an easy life. He had through go some really challenging and difficult situations. If you're anything like David, you can relate to this story. I myself have been going through some difficult things as well. And this is a good reminder for me that I can re relate to him. And because I can relate to David's story, then these words are so relevant to my life. I can read the Psalms and remember the promise of God to me and to my family. I can read these words and I can say, God, thank you because I can trust you. 
Because without you, I have no hope for a future. And this is a great deal. So if you're going through difficult times or if, you, if, or if you're just praise God living a good life right now, well, do exactly that. Praise God with a joyful heart because he is good. And that's what we're going to be sharing. Now, in the Jewish language, there are seven, if not more, words to describe um, the word praise. We just use one, but they use many of them. And each one of them uh, reflects a different characteristics. Uh, okay, excuse my accent. Uh, yeah, it, it, it's a great joy for me to say, hey, uh, I, I, I uh, was born and raised in Venezuela, and uh, God brought me here to the States to be doing exactly what we're doing here. Rejoicing with you all, praising God in a different language, but yet he is glorious and he's almighty for doing these great things in my life. Um, so there's three words that I wanted to bring up this morning. Now, I don't know if I'm going to say it correctly, okay? Um, but there's halal, right? And there's another one, and this is actually the, the, the base word for hallelujah, which is the second one. And the third one, it'll be toda, right? Uh, each one of them, you know, they mean exactly this, to celebrate, okay, to praise God almost in a foolish way, to make it a big deal, okay? Now, the second one, hallelujah, we're most familiar with is to shout out of praise, to make a celebration and to let everyone know who is that we worship, right? And the last one is ta-da, and this is so Good, because I'm, I'm so glad Pastor Eric just brought that up uh, earlier. When we said that we come together not only to celebrate, but to celebrate and to worship God as a community. So we are doing exactly that. We're praising God. We're making his name known. And we're doing it all together as a community. So all of this to say that we're supposed to praise God and to declare the goodness of God and to, 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 to proclaim the greatness of God to all people forever and ever. And this is what God wants us to do. There is a person that goes under, or you know, I'm sure he was a theologian, right? And his name is James Montgomery Boyce referring to this psalm of 145. He says this, It's indeed a monumental praise psalm. It's a fit summary of all David had learned about God during a long lifetime, following hard after the Almighty. Isn't it great? So, it's a summary of, all David had learned about God during a long lifetime of following hard after the Almighty. So David is not alone, or I'm not alone, or you're not alone. We're all fighting that fight. We're all trying to race that race, trying to get to, 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 to God, to Jesus, to, to his heart, to where he wants us to be. And we're not alone. So if I can relate to this, I'm sure you can relate to this as well. Now in this psalm, we will learn about God, who God is, what he does, and what he has done for us. 
And why is this so relevant for us today? When we praise something, when we praise someone, it means literally to show some admiration or some form of respect or some form of um, uh, uh, acceptance, right? So the same thing happens when we praise God, but this time we're doing it to the great and the almighty God. So when we praise him, we got to make sure we give all of our souls, all of our praises, all of our hearts, all of our soul, all of our minds, all of our words, everything in us has to be devoted to God because he deserves to be praised. He deserves to be worshipped. He is not just another thing or another God. He is the God. And for that, he worship him. We worship him. Now, the first three psalms, or uh, let me just read this, okay? Because I would like you to get a full, um, um, you know, the full chapter. And then we go and uh, talk a little bit about everything. Psalm 145 says this, I will exalt you, my God, the King. I will praise your name forever and ever. Every day I will praise you and extol your name forever and ever. Great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. His greatness no one can fathom. One generation commends your works to another. They tell of your mighty acts. They speak of the glorious splendor of your majesty. I will meditate on your wonderful works. They tell of the powerful of your... I'm sorry... They tell of the power, power of your awesome works, and I will proclaim your great deeds. They celebrate your abundant goodness and joyfully sing of your righteousness. The Lord is righteous, uh, gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and rich in love. The Lord is good to all. He has compassion on all he has made. All your works praise you, Lord. Your faithful people extol you. They tell of the glory of your kingdom and speak of your might, so that all people may know of your mighty acts and the glorious splendor of your kingdom. Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and your dominion endures through all generations. The Lord is trustworthy in all he promises, and faithful in all he does. The Lord upholds all who falls and lifts up all who bow down. The eyes of all look to you and you give to them and you give them their food at the proper time. You open your hands and satisfy the desires of every living thing. The Lord is righteous in all his ways and faithful in all he does. The Lord is near to all who call in, on him, to all who call on him in truth. He fulfills the desires of those who fear him. He hears their cry and saves them. The Lord watches over all who love him, but all the wicked he will destroy. My mouth will speak in praise of the Lord. Let every creature praise his holy name forever and ever and all of us say amen, right? So this is a monumental praise psalm indeed. 
this is not taken lightly at all. David is pouring his self, himself out in this psalm. And the first three verses, we find just enough information to tell us what is that we should be doing, when we should be doing it, and why we should be doing it. Right? Let's read that one more time, and, and, and that's how we take off. I will exalt you, God, or I exalt you, my God, the King. I will praise your name forever and ever. Every day I will praise you and extol your name forever and ever. Great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. His greatness no one can fathom. Right? This is great. What we have here, it's enough information to say, okay, this is why, this is when, and this is why. We should praise God every day because, say it with me, because great is the Lord. Because great is the Lord. Because great is the Lord. You know how many times David had to say this and how many times he had to say, I will do these things. I will praise. I will proclaim. I will extol. I will meditate. I will do all of these things. Is David wanting to please God because he knows he deserves it. Now, we're not talking about any person. This is David, King David, elected king of Israel, surrendering himself in the presence of God. So you will think that David had control over everything. The kingdom was his. But yet... He had one that he was under, right? And that was God. That was his God. So this psalm is direct. It's personal. It's surrendering. And it's unendingly. He's telling us. He's giving us enough information right here. The heart of David was devoted to God. This is my God. This is the king of my life. Above my kingdom, above anything that I can think that I'm in control. Well, guess what? We're not in control, but he is in control because he rules over all things. So David is saying, this is for you, my God. It's very personal. And until I own this gospel right until then is when I was going to start following and feeling on fire for this gospel that I live for because God has promised great and good things to all of us you just have to be willing to step in faith and do the things he calls us to do now he doesn't give you a full plan of this is how it's going to be. And you can say, great. You're in construction. That's usually how you start with a set of plans. You have it all. In, okay, yeah, I have a guideline. I can see the progress of the work and how is it going to be. And I will know when it's completed. Well, with God, it's different. He just tells you to go one step every time. And trust me. And trust me. And trust me. And trust me, right? 
So he won't get tired of telling me, trust me, because my God is greater than anything that I can plan. Really, he's in control. Now, David doesn't always, like, you know, like I said, right? He didn't have a good life and an easy one. Sometimes he, had, he, he struggled, just like any one of us. But he never got tired of praising God, and we shouldn't get tired of praising God. Now, he continues to give us so many other details about praising God and how should we do it. Listen to this, 4, 5, 6, and 7. If you have your Bibles, you can read with me. One generation commands your works to another. They tell of your mighty acts. They speak of your glorious splendor of your majesty. I will meditate on your wonderful works. Works. They tell of the power of your awesome works. I will proclaim your great deeds. They celebrate your abundant goodness and joyfully sing of your righteousness. This is great. This is how we praise God. So it's not only coming together to sing hymns and, 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 and worship together, but it's also in the way we live our lives and the way we communicate with people and the way we act together. So we are communicating to our coworkers or a student uh, 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 at college or, or school or high school or anywhere, really, about our faith, about our hope, about our God, right? And especially, this is a great one because I have a good example about this one. It says, one generation commands your works to another. Personal example is my grandmother, right? I grew up with my mom, and it was a Catholic family. And then uh, summer came, I would go with my grandmother, and she would take me to VBS, and she would have me read the Bible. And uh, even though I didn't feel like, uh, you know, doing it happily, well, there I was. I was like, okay, I will listen to you, and then I will read this to you, and I will meditate. Believe me. The work that she did, it paid off. We're not perfect. We're far away from being perfect. We're learning the ways, and at least she did her part, right? And that God honors it. He will honor the way you speak to your children, the way you speak to your family, the way you kind of like present Jesus to, to, to your grandkids, The other thing we must do is to speak of the glorious splendor of your majesty, his majesty. But we got to be able to see these things. Now, what has done, what God has done in my life? Now, it's not only about what happened in the entire uh, history of the church, but it's also what is he doing in my life now? Is he transforming my life? Is he molding my life? Is he I, can I see God working in my daughter's life? Yes, I can. Yes, I can. She got baptized last uh, month at Hume Lake. Yes, I can see that. And for that reason is that we praise God because he's actively moving and we can see that thing. So we can see that. That's why we praise him with all of our hearts, just like David did. We're learning to praise God with all of our hearts, just like he did. And it's great. So we should tell of those things. We should tell of the power and the awesome works of God. Again, right? How many times 
It's David saying these things, kind of like reinforcing these things, so we can embrace that we must do the same thing. It's not enough to do it on a Sunday morning or a Wednesday or a Thursday night. We should be doing it every day. In fact, let me tell you a quick story. This was done according to the Jewish... Uh, uh, um, let me, let, me, let me look at that. Uh, they will practice, according, according to the Jewish practice, they will, they, will, they will recite this, Psalm 145, twice in the morning and once in the evening service. Why? Why was it so important for them? And why is it so important for them? And why it's so important for me to do this? It's because I will be reminded of the goodness and the greatness of God. And if I'm reminded that I'm living on the promise of God, then I can meditate on His Word and therefore share with others as well. They celebrate your abundant goodness. See, God is so good. God is so good. We just got to be able to see that. Close your eyes for a moment. Look back at what God has done in your life and really camp on that idea for a minute. Just, just whatever it takes, right? Whatever it takes. God, I want to have a moment with you. I want to be reminded of what you have done in my life. So I can praise you. I can really understand. Your goodness, your love, your grace, your compassion is deep. So we praise God in private meditation. We praise God in small groups. We praise God in large gatherings just like this one. Sunday morning is a great way to praise God. So let's not get complacent. I mean... We talk about this at work, I'm sure. Don't get comfortable. We shall do the same thing at church, especially with our relationship with God. See, David knew that so well because it's so easy for us to get sidetracked and look some other ways and here and there. Life is so good at it. Hey, we have a job right here. Hey, why don't you go over there? Distractions everywhere. And yet, God's still faithful and compassionate and good to all of us. That he will throw one reminder here and there. Hey, where are you at today? What are you doing today? So I won't tell you what God has done for me because it will take me a long time. But I will tell you, who has God been for me? And then that will give you an idea. Since I was a kid, God has been there for me, right? So he's been my father, my friend, my guide, my protector, my provider, my anchor. He's been my firm foundation, my hope. That I know. That I know. 
So why is that we do it? Why is that we praise God? Well, David describes more and more about the greatness of God and the goodness of God and what makes God so great. Not so great, the greatest, right? Verses 8 and 9 says, uh, says this, The Lord is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and rich in love. The Lord is good to all. He has compassion in all he has made. Amen. Amen. The Lord is gracious and compassionate. Have you experienced the grace of God? Yes. Have you experienced the compassion of God? Yes. I have been forgiven so many times because he's good. And he's not just good to some. He's not just good to a few, right? He's good to all. To all his creation, he is good. Jesus will look at this and say, He makes his son rise on the evil and on the good. He sends rain on the just and the unjust. That's how good God is. In verse 10 and 11, we find that even creation praises God. And we know this. We have read this so many times, right? All your works praise you, Lord. Your faithful people extol you. They tell of the glory of your kingdom and speak of your might. Amen for that. So the universe, the sun, the stars, the moon, the mountains, the ocean, everything, even the rocks, praise God. How much more, right? We as his creation must praise God. Now, we know that the angels can do that really well. All they sing is, holy, 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 are you God Almighty? That's, that's him. That's who he is. Now, if we have seen God working in our lives, we must do the same thing. Let's pray God for his goodness and his glorious and his majesty, his power, his compassion, his great love for it. You know, it says, He's rich in love. Thirteen, the king, uh, your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom and your dominion endures through all generations. This is great. I mean, that's just enough information for me to say, okay, you're, you're the king of my life. I surrender. I bow down. And therefore, I can lift you up. I can praise your name, almighty God, because you definitely no one can fathom your, 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 your greatness, right? Now, God's characters and attributes, if we haven't had enough, right, are telling us all of this. The Lord is trustworthy in all his promises and faithful in all he does. The Lord upholds all who falls and lifts up all who bow down. The eyes of all look to you and you give them their food at the proper time. So there we have... Three, he's trustworthy, he's faithful, and he's a provider. He's been all these things for me. For David, for the church in general. So we continue to have the blessing of God every day. Every day. He says his mercies are new every day. 
We get to rejoice on that. There's nothing else that we can do. We don't deserve His love. We don't, we don't deserve His grace. We don't deserve His compassion. And yet, He's doing it unconditionally every single day. Isn't it glorious? Isn't it marvelous? Is it, isn't it good to know that God is there for us? There's only one thing, right? The Lord is near to all who call on Him. He fulfills the desires of those who fear Him. The Lord watches over all who love Him. So as a Christian, as a follower, as, as a believer, I want to pray for these things. I want to pray for for me and my family to be able to call on God when, well, in fact, every day. Most of us will say when we need Him, but we need Him every day, right? We're so good at it. Everything is going well, and, and, and we'll, well, you know what, I'll walk away a little bit. I can, I'm good at this side of you know, the street. I'm fine. Nothing's going to happen. Boom! Something happens. And that's when I'm reminded that I, I need to be closer to God again. But all those heart situations, God can turn it for good. So he fulfills the desires of those who fear him. In Proverbs, we learn that the beginning of wisdom is the fear of the Lord. So we must grow in the good understanding of who God really is and what he has done. So we can praise Him with a good understanding, human understanding, right? I mean, His understanding is way greater than ours. No one is ever going to get to fully understand the goodness and the greatness of God, but yet we can get some of it, just enough to worship Him the way He deserves. And uh, I was also reminded of God's love for us even this morning because we were praying. And we were praying. And uh, one of the prayers was, we love him because he loved us first. And that's a good reminder. There's nothing that I can do. There's nothing that I can do if it wasn't because of him. I wouldn't have no hope of salvation if it wasn't because of him. He did, died on the cross so we can be safe. And therefore, we can have everlasting life. We believe that. We believe that. And we rejoice and we celebrate God because of his great deeds. Indeed, we do. Huh? So there's, uh, <coughs> I, I wanted to collect a, 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 a few words about David in this psalm. And I put it this way. So this is David's uh, I will statements, right? And I would like to uh, see if they can pull it up on the screen. But uh, it basically says, I will declare or I will meditate on your wonderful works. And this, is, this sounds almost like a homework for all of us. Yes? I will meditate on your, uh, or, or your homework, on your wonderful works. I will proclaim your great deeds. I will declare your, the goodness of God. I will speak. Speak about the splendor and glory of the majesty 
I will speak about the, greatness, the, the, the great power of his works. I will celebrate his goodness. I will sing of joy. I will proclaim the glory of his kingdom, power, and greatness. How many times do we find the I will statements from David in this psalm? That's how many times we have to recite this, this psalm. Just meditate on it, day and night. Why is it so important for us? So with this psalm, we learned that, you know, above all things, we praise God for who he is and for what he has done. Let me close up with this um, idea, right? There's a, I think I went over a little bit of what, you know, with it, but the, to better praise God in spirit and truth, right? We must increase our knowledge of him. A good understanding of who God is and what he has done in our lives, in our lives, it's vital. It's a vital element for the way we worship individually and collectively as a church. It's a key element. It'll never be the same. A deeper knowledge of his attributes and great power can lead us to a glorious praise and strengthen our relationship with God. Isn't it great? So to praise God we got to do it with a good understanding. There's a phrase from our good friend uh, Charles Spurgeon that says, It seems then, dear friends, that David studied the character and doings of God, and thus praised him. Knowledge should lead our song. The more we know of God, the more acceptably shall we bless him through Jesus Christ. I can agree more with that. So I would like to call up, um, you know, to stage the worship team. And uh, with this, I would like to ask a few questions and we can just wonder about this during our, our week. Just remember what we read in this psalm. And ask yourselves these three simple questions, right? What? Has God been to you and your family? Might as well. What has God done for you? And how can I share this with someone this week? I mean, the greatness of this gospel is not only on the message of salvation, but it's also how it has impacted my life. And the great way to 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 share this good news is by sharing your story, your personal story. No one can change that. God has been working in our lives in a very unique and special way so that we can share that same story with other people. 
And I'm sure more people than you know will receive the gospel of Jesus Christ only if we are willing to share the greatness of God. Amen? Amen. Let's just uh, close in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for uh, this time that we get together as a community. We get to worship you and we get to praise you in a very special way, God. Only you know what's going on in our lives and only you know our, only you know, uh, our struggles and difficult times and situations but we praise you in the midst of it because we know that you're a good God that we can trust you that you're faithful we pray because we know that we can trust in your words and your promises and your goodness help us get a better understanding of who you really are And how we can strengthen our relationship with you, Jesus. Let us go home and meditate about you. This song. Learn the things that you want us to learn. And to change the things that you want us to change. You're not done with us. You're working in our lives every single day. Give us your spirit, Lord, to discern what's good and what's bad. And to guide us, to protect us, to instruct us, to correct us. Because we need it. Without you, Father, we're lost. You will guide us to... Our final destination is with you in your kingdom, in your everlasting kingdom, Jesus. We praise you, we worship you, we extol you, just like David did. Give us the heart of David this morning so we can praise you with a good understanding of who you are. Oh God, teach me your ways. And I surrender my will to you work in my life and bless our time of praise and worship in the name of your son jesus christ lord we pray amen thank you